welcome, welcome. Um, I'm Yvette, I'm part of the team here, and um, I love speaking to you guys, so I'm excited about doing that this morning. Just starting my stopwatch there, so I don't go on too long. Um, Stu was saying that our church, we have a vision for, we don't have a vision for a church, we have a dream for our city, that the life of Jesus would come to every person and every place around us. And we want to make room for more this year for that in our lives. And so have a look at this uh, video promoting something we're going to be doing in March. I think most of us, if we're honest, would say our lives are pretty full. So what do we do whenever we feel like God is telling us to make room for more? 2018, as individuals, leaders, and a church, that's really what we feel like God's saying to us, that we need to make room for more. So we need to reflect on what we need to put down and where do we need to encounter Jesus so that he can increase our capacity to carry the more that he has for us and our city. We want to invite you to our church weekend, Friday night, the 2nd of March, Saturday afternoon and evening, the 3rd of March, as we engage with this idea of making room for more. We are so privileged to have Andy and Harmony Smith from Belfast Vineyard with us for the weekend. Andy and Harmony are incredible leaders, passionate about Jesus, and they're going to be a real treat as we gather. They also oversee the Vineyard region in the whole of Ireland. So we want you to put those dates in your diary now. Friday night, the 2nd of March, Saturday afternoon and evening, the 3rd of March. You can sign up and get your ticket online. We're going to do dinner together as a community on the Saturday night. And we fully expect this to be a really significant and really special time in the life of our church family as we together make room for more of God in our lives, in our church and our city this year. We can't wait to see you. at a church weekend, that's the first weekend in March, don't worry, you're not having to stay over in some uh, greasy, dirty hostel, it's just here in, in our venue and you don't have to sleep over, you can go back to your own beds at night, um, but we are having that here on Friday night and then we're doing Saturday afternoon and Saturday evening. Uh, we're doing nothing on Saturday morning for those of you because we know what it's like to have a busy week and want one lion a week and we're not going to take that away from you on Saturday morning. So you still get your lion on Saturday morning and we know lots of you doing sports with family or sports yourselves on Saturday morning so we want to give you that space and maybe for those of you who need to uh, organize babysitters in that Saturday morning so that you can be free to come on Saturday afternoon and Saturday evening uh, with us. It is our deep privilege to have Andy and Harmony Smith uh, speaking into our lives that weekend. So don't miss that one. Make room for that. Make room for more to come along uh, to that and enjoy it. It's that first weekend in March. To help us with catering, please sign up early. Uh, it's on the Saturday night that we're going to have a meal together. So that's why we're doing a ticketed event so we can cater well for you. So please go online and sign up for that. Lou, is it five pounds the charge on that? It's five pounds on that um, so that we can cater for you. Can I just say, if five pounds is too much for you, just ring our office, we will waiver that and you can just come. So please, um, if you uh, can't sign up online, just give us a ring. So we're making, we're making room for more this year and we're really excited about that. And here at the Vineyard, we are people whose lives are just changing around Jesus and we're loving that. Uh, so much and we don't want to be a people that just hear stuff and then forget it or uh, say we're going to do this around Jesus and then not actually uh, do it 
Um, we love that Jesus invites us in to everything that he is and that he tells us that he gives us permission to join in with all the authority that he has. And we constantly want to ask ourselves, how can we be practical in being that and doing that? How can we be honest and how can we inspire each other into a life more like Jesus and more of Jesus? And, you know, it starts with places like us finding ourselves in a messy situation and inviting first Jesus into that and each other into that as we journey that together. And it looks like family. So when I say we are people whose lives are changing, I don't want that as a throwaway statement. I want us this morning to really think about what that means for us, that it's the essence of our life to invite Jesus into our everyday and to invite other people uh, to live honest, genuine family community with us. So if you're around us and you're fairly new to us, I don't want you to feel that there's any barrier to that because that sounds like quite a, a, a great thing to get involved in and yet it can seem daunting. So we want you to know that here at Vineyard, uh, to be part of the life of Jesus and to be part of our community, you simply just have to show up. And then in your own way, in your own time, you get to explore the life of Jesus and the life of community with those here in our family. So I, I just want to still ourselves a moment. If you feel comfortable, let's close our eyes. And uh, we just want to reflect on that invitation that the Father has given us to be invited into his life and to be invited into the life of the people around us with honesty and genuine openness. And so Jesus, right at the start, we say, we invite you into our life and we wanna to learn together how to live transformed lives that lives honest and genuine lives with each other. I want to be really practical today in, uh, as we look at a third part of a series that we're doing called Rooted. Um, this series, um, many of us are following on our phone at the moment, and uh, we're doing a series of talk of four Sundays, but we're also inviting ourselves into using this app on our phones uh, to engage with Jesus daily over the next couple of years. And um, there are four parts to this series and to this app and to these rhythms in our lives. Uh, the first one we looked at a couple of weeks ago with Stu, and it was the cave. And the cave is where we just make that daily room for God. We pause, we shut off the noise, and we're thankful. And we read some scripture together. And that works really well in our morning time but you can place it wherever you feel best. And then Andy spoke last week about the road. And that's where we get to say to God, we're going to go with you. Uh, we just remind ourselves, we set an alarm actually on this app, if you want to, to interrupt the middle of our day and to bring a bit of reality back into our day and remind ourselves that God has purpose and power in our everyday lives. And then this morning, we're going to unpack the third part of that together, and it's the table. And this table is the relational space. It's the space where we connect with people, and we connect with Jesus, with people. And then next week, we're going to look at, Andy's going to look at the fire, 
which is about giving God his place in our lives. How many of you finding this rooted app and this daily activity of starting these rhythms helpful for you? Yeah. Good. Um, at any time, Josh, if you want to, sorry, Mike, if you want to, you could put up uh, the rooted app so people can see how to get that if they haven't already got it. Um, before we dive in, I just like us to stop for a moment. I like reflective moments. And I'm just going to get us to stop for a moment and to either close our eyes and to do this internally, or if you work better chatting with the person next to you, you can do it with that. But just ask yourselves the question, what have I seen God doing around me this week? Where have I seen God actively around me? And have I heard him say anything or nudge me in any way? Have a think on that. Talk if you need to with each other. No problem, no problem making noise. Now, I want you to ask yourself, if you felt that you heard or saw or were nudged or experienced something about God in your life this week, what are you going to intentionally do about that? How can you join in? How can you respond to that? Keep it really simple, really practical maybe. How can you join in or respond to what you heard him say? Good. Well, that's, that is actually an exercise that we do every day in the, in the Rooted app. And... Um, one of the nice things that Andy said last week when he was talking about the road and engaging with Jesus, one of the things he said was that we need to recognize that we're all in training. That we haven't got it all together, but that our lives are a product of this ongoing transformation and change and training that we're in. And we're in that with Jesus too, and we're getting to know him gradually. So when you do an exercise like that, you're going to do it in your own level and in your own way. And um, But we have a dream this year that our community would become transformed so that we can transform our city as we become more rooted and established in Jesus and that we would grow up in our faith. And I love that scripture says when we grow up in our faith, it overflows with thankfulness. And uh, Andy also said to us last week that, you know, we don't have to have our lives all cleaned up in order for God to give us this gift. But it's in the rhythms of us actively. Just like Dana told us this morning, it's when you just decide that something is true and you're going to engage with it. When you actively engage those rhythms in your life, then we notice that God's power and his purposes start to come in. It's an invitation to his presence in our lives. And we have a supernatural God who is in and around us every single day. Another reflective moment for you. Have a think for a moment about one or two situations in your life that you would like to invite God's power in to change. Have a think for a moment. It should be a daily rhythm for us that we want to cultivate this awareness that God is all-powerful 
and that we get to invite him in to change situations in our lives. In the table part of the Rooted app, it allows us a space to put three things down every day. And it moves them over if it's something you just want to keep, keep looking at. In mine this week, I put down the three situations I'd like God to, to move in power and to work in is my husband Mark's work as there's some change in the strategy and planning of his work that God brings wisdom and favor for him there. Uh, just praying for my family as we grow up into teenage years that God teaches us how we cultivate our good emotional, mental, spiritual health around us as a family. And also uh, for some of my friends who are, who are sick right now and going through treatment, that God would accelerate that treatment and bring miraculous healing for them in their lives. So I'm just asking God for those things. And those my, mine are around people. Yours could be around situations, uh, countries, areas, whatever you want them to be. But we want to invite the life of Jesus in and around us to be active, particularly around the people in our lives, is what this table section is all about. And um, some of the ways that we can learn the rhythms of the table is in this relational place, where we intentionally make room for people in our lives, and we invite Jesus into that. Um, if you were to read Acts 2 in the Bible, you would see that Luke uses the word koinonia, which means community. And he talks about people in church community having everything in common. And it's talking about a shared life. And it's, it's a call to be um, inclusive and not exclusive. And it changes our thinking from being people who are... Uh, owning our own lives to people that are inviting other people into our lives, stewarding our lives in such a way that it's community-based and that it invites God's presence in and around the people that we're with. So the table uh, is like an invitation to community for us. And we're asking questions like, what is God saying in and around our friends and family? We ask each other those questions. And then we even challenge each other to say, what are we going to do about that? And how can we join in? So we want to be really, really practical with this. And um, when we do life, we do life in all different ways, don't we? Everybody's story is different. We're at ages and stages. Sometimes we have a fear that some people are not going to understand us, or if we're really open and honest, they might criticize us. You know, and that's just in our family sometimes. And then we go outside, and we've got to do that with friends and so on. Well, do you know something? That's the best place to start. When you're feeling that, that's the best place to start at the table because you're coming with honesty and openness with real fears and genuine thoughts that you want to deeply engage with other people. And we each have the enormous privilege of shaping each other's lives in some kind of way. My friends shape my life, my husband shapes my life, my kids shape my life all the time with fresh perspective, my colleagues at work shape my thinking, uh, the way I do things, and... Um, I'm shaping my kids' lives um, as I'm helping them to grow up uh, to be uh, young adults and to take decisions for themselves. And you know, we sometimes think that 
people like teachers and pastors and church and all that are to influence our lives and the people around us, but actually it's us that is the greatest influence on the people in our lives. And um, so we want to just learn to spend more time together and understand this concept that every one of us is shaping each other's life. And more than anything, the more I uh, intentionally engage with this, the more I realize that my greatest desire is that the people around me would know the life of Jesus for themselves and that they would find purpose and hope and uh, genuine interaction with Jesus for themselves and in community. Uh, but one of the greatest barriers I find to nurturing that in my life is just this thing called busyness. And I find busyness so difficult uh, to get past sometimes. You know, we've got all those important things that we have to do. We have to, um, you know, go to places, be at places, do this, do that, run a business, uh, do the household chores, juggle things. And this understanding of busyness can mean that we maybe sometimes don't truly connect with people. I came to ask myself this this year as a very rude awakening question and a bit of a light bulb moment for me, um, I came to the conclusion that I just needed to do this thing. I needed to intentionally engage more with people and I needed to intentionally engage more with Jesus in my life. And for this past year, I've been learning that and journeying that and understanding what that means. To connect with people around me properly and intentionally, and to not just hope that real and meaningful relationships will come along, or to hope that after the busyness, Jesus will somehow make space and connect with me, to actually intentionally decide to do that for myself. And I'm learning how to do that. Um, sometimes, though, I think we can feel really unsure how to do that, and I did. I really had to sit down. I actually... Uh, paid somebody to sit with me who's really good at this stuff and to think through with me my barriers to that and how I could work through that. I actually had to intentionally uh, do that. There's a wonderful scripture in the Bible. It's in Deuteronomy 6, verse 5 to 7. And it says this. It talks about how we include Jesus in our everyday. It says this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments I give to you today are to be impressed on your heart and impressed on your children. Talk about them when you sit down in your home or when you go for a walk along a road or when you lie down or when you get up. So isn't that incredibly practical? God never intended for a relationship and a life with him to be an additional list that we add to our lives. He always intended for God and community to be inactive in the simple everyday walking, talking, and eating lives. And so I had to be really practical and think, how am I going to do this? So this is how I did it, but you can uh, 
do it in the way that you want to do it. But the first thing I did was I, I started by saying, right, I'm going to do this. That was the first thing I did. The second thing was I just decided I'm going to take time for people in my life. So I decided that I would just do the simple things like learn to sit more, eat, listen, and just take time. That sounds so simple. It wasn't easy. <laughs> but I made a decision that I was going to do that. And then the second thing I did, which I found a bit more difficult, was I decided I'm going to be more honest and genuine. So I tried to keep relationships really simple and very real. And then I just started to practice that. In, in relationships with the people around me. So I had to be really practical, really intentional, and uh, that's how I started with that. Now, for some of us, we need even more practical stuff. We need some tools, maybe, to help us to, to, to actually do those things, to intentionally engage more with Jesus or to intentionally engage with other people. Sorry if this is really practical. It's just been really practical for me, and it has been life-transforming for me. One of the things that I do, this is not rocket science, is I write in my diary when I'm going to meet with people, and then I don't allow anything else to disturb that. One of the things I love about Dana is that she writes family meals in her diary, which is just amazing. So sometimes in Dana's diary, it will say, pizza night, <laughs> which I would love to be going to. <laughs> family film night. And she writes that in a diary, and those are intentional moments that we write. And I write time with friends, I write time with, with family in that. Um, for those of you who are thinking, well, I need some practical tools. We, well, there are a few practical tools that, that I'd like to share with you that you can do. These are not um, my own tools, they're tools here that we want to embrace as a community. One of those, uh, James does a wonderful job in encouraging us to get involved with tribes. So tribes are a great table place where we engage with Jesus and we engage with people and we learn, if we're not used to that, that rhythm of doing that. Tribes are based on community and we do them bi-weekly in people's homes. And in people's homes, we have food together, we worship together, we, we chat, we discuss, we read scripture together and we experience the life of Jesus together. And we do it bi-weekly because there are so many other people in our lives that we should be doing that with and we can do that on the other week with people who are not in church and not around us in our tribe community. So if you haven't signed up for a tribe, you'd like to explore it, if you go on our website, you can find a tribe for you, and uh, you can see whether that's something you want to build into the rhythm of your life. Here's a really practical, simple one. If you don't eat meals at the table together, why don't you start doing that? It's a great table place to have community conversation with the people that you know and love. I also want to um, uh, tell you about a practical tool, courtesy of Care for the Family. If you, are, if you have children of any age and you're a family, uh, they this week uh, have launched uh, a table, uh, practical uh, place for you to find out ways for you to engage with your uh, family around faith. And it's called the Kitchen Table Project which is amazing that it launched this week as I was about to give this talk. And Caroline Bradley um, heads up Care for the Family in Northern Ireland, and she's actually part of our community sitting here at the front. If you want to hear a little bit more about that, she'd be more than happy. But what it is, is it's resources that support your family to engage with faith with your children around the kitchen table and helps you to ask really simple questions like, how was your day? 
do, have you talked to God about anything today? And you get to have these simple questions that you can engage your children over spaghetti and meatballs uh, in the evening whenever you want. And as you leave today, if you're a parent and you want to find that leaflet useful for you, there will be two people on the door as you leave, and they will have the leaflets in their hand. If you don't want it, just pass them by. But if you do, just take a leaflet from them. And it's a very practical guide to the kitchen table project, allowing to help you to engage your family. And I would love it if, if as a community, we began to do that. Imagine the transformation in our community if each of us took on the kitchen uh, table project as a model for our families, the difference it would make. They also have amazing resources around family. Have a look on Care for the Family's website. Link up on there. Look at their Twitter and their Facebook and all the wonderful resources they'll send you to support you engaging with your family on loads of topics, not just the kitchen table project. You'll also notice that we are really encouraging you, if you're age 11 to 18, 11 to 15 in house party, to really engage with Jesus around this uh, rooted series for yourself. Can we encourage you, if you have a smartphone and you're in, in the secondary school age, click on to the app, download it for yourself, and start to see how it works for you. And encourage your parents and your family, challenge them a bit to bring it into your family, into your table life. And if you guys are like, oh, that's all a bit awkward, then start off with something like, hey, mum and dad, can we do pizza on a Thursday night and we'll engage with a couple of these questions. And just start somewhere that you feel comfortable with. And of course then, this Rooted app is a brilliant tool in itself that you get to uh, do every day uh, this rhythm of taking time out in the morning to cut off the noise and pause with God, to be interrupted in the middle of the day and allow God's purposes and power to be realized in your day, everyday life. And as you come home and you sit at the table on your own to reflect or with the people who share your home to ask questions and engage with them, whatever the tools are that you choose to engage with, we want to grow into a community this year that has transformed lives and it starts with active rhythms where we decide to just go ahead and do it, to engage with people and practices in our lives that brings us health. Because as we said over the last couple of weeks, transform people, transform cities and areas around us and it's our deepest intention to invite the life of Jesus to every place and every person in and around us, and we have the privilege of doing that. And I loved what Stu said the other week when he put up the list of what a life of these kind of rhythms look like. He said, we don't look at this kind of life as something that we're weak at or not yet aspiring to, but we look at this list that the Father invites us into that kind of life, and we say, we have the privilege of aspiring and being that life. And if we start with one or two or three rhythms in our lives, we start to invite the presence of Jesus in and around us. Can we stand? I am so glad that we're intentionally learning together as a community and we're doing that with real honesty. Can I encourage you to be more open and honest with the people in your lives? 
and to be open and more honest with Jesus, to mesh those two things together and to watch that wonderful explosion of life gently invade your every day. Father, we invite you into our lives. We simply say that we give you an invitation into our every day. And Holy Spirit, we invite you with your wisdom and with your power to come and change our lives and those are the lives of the people around us. Not because we have to do those things, but because we have the privilege and we get to live a life that is full in you. And so we invite you in, in all your beauty, your gentle grace and mercy. Father, as we begin to learn to understand that for ourselves in our own lives, may we overflow with gratitude for who you are and may we discover that every person around us, whether they know you or they don't know you yet, every person is designed to be fully purposing you, fully engaged with you and enjoying the beauty of your life around them. So Father, we invite you into our families. We invite you into our homes, our businesses, our neighborhoods and communities. And we say, come and have your way, just as we were singing earlier. God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here on earth in the mess and the muck and the practical and the everyday. God, let your kingdom come. We invite you. You have our permission to have your way. And we genuinely love that your presence is all around us. Help us to see it this week more and to ask ourselves, what are we going to do about that as we come to the table that you are always present at? Thank you, Jesus.